Hi, this is Dick Flax, your often host, or occasional at least, host here on Inside Isla Vista. And we have a special uh, time this, this week, which is a chance to talk with Deb Callahan, who uh, is a UCSB alumna, and we'll ask her as we go forward about her history here with UCSB, and a national figure really in the environmental movement for a number of years. She, she was an alumna of, uh, majored in uh, environmental studies here. But the reason for talking to her right now is because she's helped to organize something called CHAMP. What is CHAMP? And welcome, Deb, glad you could join us. Dick, hi, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. I'm really excited for this conversation. CHAMP is Campus Housing Alternatives for Munger Hall, Please. So we're an all-volunteer nonprofit organization that was started just back in November, and our goal is pretty obvious given the name. We're a student and alumni uh, organization who's working to make sure that UCSB builds student housing that is affordable and sustainable and appropriate for students, and we don't think Munger Hall fits that bill. So how did this, you're not here anymore. You, In fact, you're not even in town here, are you? Where, where are you calling from? I'm up here in, in the San Francisco Bay Area, right. um, where I live with my husband and my son. So it's fascinating that you would be playing a leadership role in in this. So tell us about how this came into being. Well, you know, all paths lead back to UCSB. And I have remained very, very close with a group of friends who were all students at the same time at UCSB in the Environmental Studies Department. There are seven of us who've remained extremely close. So when COVID last October looked like it might be receding, we took the chance to uh, rent a house together and in around Bend, Oregon, and we went for five days, five friends, because we're all hung- hungry for companionship. Somewhere along the way in the living room, uh, over living room games and beer, someone said, hey, have you heard about this Munger Hall project? And we all started to look at it together, and it just started looking crazier and more unexpected and wilder. And after that five days was over, we went home, and a couple of us reached out to each other and said, I think we need to do something about this. And I said, well, let me look into it. And so being an old political organizer, I started calling, you know, the folks and some of my contacts at UCSB, mostly in the environmental studies department, but also a couple of people from the Santa Barbara community and said, well, what do you think about Munger Hall? Universally, without exception, uh, what came back in conversation was, it's a terrible idea. I can't believe it. And it's so bad. I just don't think it's going to happen. And as somebody who's engaged in public policy uh, these days in the real world on a day-to-day basis is my career, I know that in the world, bad things happen that you don't expect will happen. And I thought, you know what, unless somebody gets organized and really, you know, organizes to stop Munger Hall, I think it's going to happen. I also happen to know Charlie Munger a little bit. Uh, when I was the president of the National League of Conservation Voters, we we tried to raise money from him. And I met him and I'd heard a lot about him. And I, I know that he's a, a very determined individual. And I, I believe very strongly that he would not be inclined to modify any aspect of Munger Hall. So I was concerned and I thought we need to get organized and Champ took off from there. Well, that's fascinating. So you dropped in passing something we might as well highlight, which is you you were chairman of the National League of Conservation Voters, one of the key political arms, you might say, of the environmental movement. Yeah. And you did that for a number of years, right? 
Yeah, I, I spent 10 years as the CEO of the National League of Conservation Voters, which is known as the political arm of the National Environmental Movement. And our job was to elect the best environmentalists we could to Congress and to the White House and then hold those members accountable once they were elected to make sure that they were really doing good things for the environment. And I've really spent, you know, my career, which spans almost four decades, working in public policy um, and politics for environmental causes. And I've worked for foundations and, you know, in the U.S. Senate and worked for a number of environmental nonprofits. And now I'm a consultant doing the same thing. And it's a good credit to the environmental studies program that you are a product thereof, I guess. <laughs> so then something historic, and I'm very clear that in calling this event historic, happened this on Wednesday, June 1st, is it when it happened, uh, in Campbell Hall, CHAMP, you, convened this event, a public forum or town meeting or hearing on the Munger Hall project. But what made it particularly distinctively unique was it was the frame of this was the presentation of the results of a quarter long class in environmental studies on alternatives to Munger Hall, planning alternatives to Munger Hall. And that class was something that was happening in parallel to what Champ was doing or you, picked up on that? How did it, how did the link between what you were trying to do with CHAMP and the class happen? There was quite a convergence, actually. So as I told you, I was reaching out to people at UC Santa Barbara, just trying to find a handhold. You know, once you start to organize, when you're in the beginning of the process, you have to kind of do an analysis of what are the opportunities you have to start getting your message out there, to start finding people to engage in the project and, you know, find your network and look for opportunities. And so I was just sort of doing fact finding and trying to find what might be useful. And before the quarter started, I heard that Professor Rita Bright, an environmental studies professor who teaches their planning courses, was actually doing their, had chosen to focus on Munger Hall in the advanced environmental planning course. And I thought, aha, that is a really interesting opportunity. I didn't know specifically what that might lead to, but I knew that, you know, these were, this was an opportunity to, to kind of learn more about Munger Hall. And, you know, so I reached out to Rita and uh, I said, you know, I would love to come and talk to your class about the role of civil society, um, it, you know, which means public engagement and people being engaged in governmental or other kinds of processes. And mm -hmm. so I, I said, I'd love to come in and, you know, talk to your class about civil society and in uh, government processes and planning processes. She said, great, come up. And so it was during the class, literally, after my presentation, and I kind of opened it up to a Q&A with the students, and I just simply posed an open question to the students, which was, what would you all, you students, like to see happen in this process, this planning process for Munger Hall? And one student raised his hand and said, I'm really frustrated that the uh, public input opportunities happen during the summer. And this summer is going to be uh, the public input about the environmental impact study that is done. And it seems like the public input is always done around summer when the students are gone. And I think the students should, should have an opportunity to have our input. We're going to be the ones who live there. And I just thought about it for a minute. And I said, you know, 
this is the organizer and me talking, you know, you don't have to wait for someone else to invite you to come to their public hearing. I said, you can hold your own public hearing. You invite the administration and planners to come to your hearing and you open it up and, and you know, tell them what you all think about it. And, and so we, we kind of left it at that and we had more conversations and on the plane on the way home the next day, I was thinking about the class and I thought, you know, that public hearing idea is not too bad an idea. And then a couple of days later, Professor Bright called me. She said, Deb, the class talked about it. They want to do a public hearing. They want to have their own public hearing. Do you want to do it together? And I said, yes. So it was an ex- it was just an organic thing that happened is, right. you know, two interested, you know, parties kind of intersected and we didn't know one another. And uh, we created this wonderful trusting partnership and something very good came out of it. I think it bodes well for the future of students and alumni working together um, well, as uh, we work on student and housing. And that is one historic part of it. I've been here 50 years, so I have claimed the right to know what's historic at UCSB. And the reason I call it historic is for several reasons. One, specifically, Munger Hall, here's this now globally notorious project, the world's largest dormitory designed by a elderly billionaire to his own specifications, presuming to define how uh, young people are going to live their lives while they're in college. And no input from students was part of the planning process, no opportunity for public input. The point you made about the summer, that's only one aspect of this blanket lack of public engagement or discussion being being involved in the planning process, including the normal expected reviews that campus entities would do uh, on a project of this kind. And, and indeed, no review of his donation, which is also shared governance typically would, would involve some faculty input uh, process around that. So, so that's one historic thing. You, you were right. You could create your own public opportunity to said to the students. And, and this, that's the second thing. So the leadership of this by students is just incredibly exciting for an old professor like myself, because part of my longstanding pedagogical theory is that best learning occurs when there's a practical outcome, especially in a field like environmental studies, a practical outcome of what you are doing, that the classroom can be connected to the real world. Uh, Well, wow, this is like a classic exercise of that. And it isn't simply an exercise. That's the third thing to me that's historic. This, what the students actually did in this class, from what one could glean from a lengthy two-hour presentation is a very detailed, specific set of plans for alternative housing for students that makes Munger Hall look absurd, really, as a choice. That's my own personal opinion. Whether or not you, you might agree with that opinion, the fact is they were serious. They presented the actual physical sites that could be alternatives some of the key features of design, even some of the sort of economics of, of this were, were suggested in, in some of what they did, as well as a series of standards for which you could judge projects that were, I think, universally the, the very right standards from the point of view, 
planning from the point of view of human development, and so on and so forth. So I have to say they were they were the adults in the room in terms of ideas. The the presentation of the Munger project by a, a retired former top administrator at UCSB was not nearly as serious in any way as what the students were talking about in terms yeah. of a viable plan, which is striking. You know that's what occurred to me watching the thing. Uh, was you know who are who are the real grownups here and thinking about what's needed. And I, I would add that then then there was a lengthy. Q&A from the floor, statements from the floor. And some of the student comments from the floor were also brilliant, which suggests that there been a lot of very creative discussion on campus already among yeah. some students, and that's hopeful. So, um, you know, and there are probably other historic aspects to this as well. Not only did, they, did this link to, the, to, to alumni, but uh, the fact that we're doing this on the radio and I hope we'll see other opportunities for CHAMP uh, and the students as well, and maybe they're all one thing now, uh, to connect with the wider community because the, as you said, the, the, uh, there's a really intense distress in the community about yeah. Munger Hall, yeah. but also the failure of the university to fulfill the housing plans that have been in place for 10 years for the growth of the campus. And that affects the community profoundly, given that this is a profound housing shortage and crisis, that the campus has grown and will grow. And the people coming to the community because of that growth will be added to an already overcrowded housing market in yes. this community, which means displacement and lack of affordability and commuting, which is also bad for the environment. So this is a big issue. Munger Hall symbolizes an even bigger issue. So CHAMP, that's what I really wanted to make sure we got into before we, our, our time is up. Who is it now and what are the plans you have? Yes. You know, you hit on a number of really important points there. And first of all, I want to underscore who CHAMP is at this point in time. It We are conceived as an organization that is a student alumni collaborative. And, and within that, also, people who are interested in joining into this issue are widely welcome. You don't have to be a student. You don't have to be an alumni to be a part of CHAMP. But I, you know, again, I, since I graduated in 1981, I've remained very close to the Environmental Studies Department. And I, I really feel that tie to the education I got at UC Santa Barbara. And I know that's true for so many alumni. And so I think part of what's really important about this um, debate around Munger Hall and essentially the future of UCSB is that there are many, many perspectives, as you say, that come into play. There are the students who go there. There are the alumni who did go there and still feel very much like it's, it's, a, it's a part of our lives. It's an important part of our personal history. I, you know, many people send their kids there. So it's students, it's alumni, it's the community. It's the community members where UCSB is, is a really, you know, important, significant part of the fabric of Isla Vista, of Goleta, of Santa Barbara, of, of you know, that part of the Central Coast. Uh, and then there are community organizations. Um, 
uh, like SB Can and many, many others, Santa Barbara is vibrant with uh, organizations that are engaged in the future of, of, uh, of the community. There are professional organizations. We had a couple of sponsors um, that are architecturally focused. Um, the Green Building Council, uh, Central Coast Green Building Council, and also the AIA Santa Barbara chapters, um, Healthy, healthy um, Buildings Subcommittee. So we had as co-sponsors of this event, the sectors that I think really represent the stakeholders. It's the students, it's the alumni, it's the community organizations, it's the professionals in the architecture and art, you know, history movement. Um, and in addition to that, then there are government officials. So the future of CHAMP is to try and put our arms around those sectors and partner up with those organizations and professional associations that are also interested in Munger Hall. Uh, and the next step is also to reach out to government officials and agencies who, who are interested in this. We, we had some good uh, participation in the audience from um, various government agencies in the Santa Barbara area, whether Goleta or Santa Barbara. And then, you know, we intend to also reach out to um, your elected officials. Um, all the way up and down the line. So we reached out to city council members and supervisors, but we'll also be talking to state senators, assembly members, the governor's office, uh, all the way up to members of Congress and senators. I, you know, this is this is something that I'm very familiar with. Um, and and again, I find interest everywhere we go. And and to kind of move beyond even just Champ. I'm sorry, Munger Hall on the UC Santa Barbara campus. Um, I've heard rumor that there might be Munger Halls contemplated for other UC campuses as well. And I think that there's a larger question here um, as here in the state of California and around the country where housing has become expensive, housing stock has become scarce, housing is a real issue for quality of life of people. And I think Munger Hall kind of uh, embodies a lot of major societal questions. And so I think that the way that we tackle the larger issue that is embodied in Munger Hall about quality of life, as well as the very specific issue of Munger Hall. And there's interest all the way up and down the food chain of society around sure, Munger absolutely. Hall. Yeah. Well, and the housing problems of higher education are because of the, the factors you, you're alluding to very severe. So within all of that, are there you know, some immediate priorities yeah. for lobbying or for action that you've been able to formulate? Or, and do you have a kind of working membership who, who take charge of, of those kind of issues for CHAMP? Is it, how does there, it work? there are a few things that we're going to be doing over the summer. And, and, and frankly, the, the, I'm working on a, a proposal to take to our board to talk about kind of the strategic plan for the next year for CHAMP. Uh, our first step was to, to you know, organize with uh, the students and with ES-135 and our partners this um, uh, public um, event that we had last June 1st. But this summer, uh, it, it, we expect to see a public hearing um, on the, the, the uh, draft environmental impact statement. Um, and so that's something that CHAMP will certainly want to organize around, both to bring forward the information that the students put together in their presentation you saw on June 1st, as well as other perspectives. So we'll be organizing around that. And down the road, one of the main things that CHAMP is going to be doing is shadowing every step of the way through the approval process of this building. Um, we're going to be in front of it 
in it and behind it, making sure that voices are heard around the approval process around around Champ. I'm sorry, around Munger Hall. So that's that's one thing. The second thing we'll be doing this summer is continuing to grow our organization. Um, we, one thing I really want to do is be reaching out to the alumni community as well as you know we've got new students coming in in the fall. A lot of our leading students graduated this year, and one of the things that I've realized in sort of trying to build an organization that students and alumni is the student. Uh, the student membership is very dynamic, though those students were, who were engaged, um, who have graduated, fully intend to stay engaged with CHAMP. So I think we'll carry forward those mm -hmm. students who just graduated, and we'll be talking to new students and new student organizations, as well as the existing org student organizations we just worked with. All right, so let me just throw in this because I've been working on a lot of these issues myself. So first of all, I, I hope that the Munger project will never come to the point of being reviewed in the way that you're talking about it. I think that the there's a very good argument for the starting all over uh, and uh, not um, and the, the even you know the student presentation talked specifically about the physical site where Munger Hall is supposed to be built as a place that was originally designated for dormitory development and that they they have a much smaller scale more rational concept for that site as well as other sites. But here's the thing. There is a bill in the legislature. It's just passed the assembly. Uh, it's a bill that provides a $5 billion annual revolving fund for higher education housing. Uh, it, it's now coming come to the Senate. Uh, and if that passed, it would remove one of the main talking points for the Munger project, namely the difficulty of financing the dormitory. After all, Munger comes along and he says, basically, I'm gonna finance this monumental dormitory and you don't have to worry about it, Chancellor, and you see. But uh, um, this bill would revive the state's direct role in helping finance uh, housing in higher education, not only student housing, but I think uh, staff housing as well in some places. Uh, does the Has the UC system lobbied in favor of this bill? I don't know, uh, but they should and they could. So I, I'm just pointing that out as one uh, important immediate uh, case. And uh, because that could fail uh, and then we would be back to square one in terms of the financing uh, issues that, that are involved here. Uh, and so uh, if you, you said it, the, floor, the door is open for people of any kind to join CHAMP. So how could they do that? It's easy. It's free. And all you got to do is go online to betterhousing4ucsb.org and you'll find a little page that says sign up to join and put your email your name in there and you are a member of champ and you know we will we're building our list that way um i, I want to circle back to what you just were uh really wisely focusing on with respect to the money issue um i i, I agree with you strongly that the financing is you know, has a lot to do with Munger Hall. Clearly, Charlie Munger um, has, you know, said 
we thought originally he said he'd put in 200 million of the 1.5 billion dollar price tag of Margaret Hall and I've you know typically kind of looked at that and said okay fine what if we don't take Charlie Munger's 200 million if you say you if you think you can raise 1.3 billion dollars for student housing what can we do with that and get something nice so that that's something that it sort of is low hanging fruit easy to think about however there is this really important bill that the assembly has put forward for 5 billion re revolving fund for student housing i think you know i need to dig into that but we need to make sure that money in there is not earmarked to munger hall we need to make and, and and something I think is absolutely critical. I mentioned talking to legislators and members of Congress, and I think one of the main the main reasons to do that is because the state does appropriate an enormous amount of money to university system every year, and I think that that's something where citizens can speak very loudly um, when it comes to legislation and appropriations, but they need organization around understanding when to ask and and what to ask for and what to write in on and what to say when they contact their members so i think this conversation with appropriators in particular is very important and that means it's important to organize not only people in in santa barbara in the district there we need to organize in districts around the state where the members are that are in these appropriations and other critical committees um, so i think the money is is, is really important in addition to that, I think there's an important role for the alumni in this project because alumni are also asked frequently to fund the university system, to fund UCSB. I know of one alumni who's told me he has been funding $50,000 a year scholarship at UCSB. He, he has told the administration if they build Munger Hall, he will no longer fund $50,000 a year for a scholarship. Um, I think, you know, I think alumni and funders have a lot to say about that. It came up um, in in the, the UCSB presentation that Charlie Munger hasn't committed to the amount he'll give yet. And I think that's really problematic because what that dynamic does is it makes the university want to please Charlie Munger even more because they're trying to figure out how to get the money. And I think money is absolutely driving this. And actually the statement was made, you know, if we don't do Munger Hall, we're going to have to go find another funder. Well, let's let's sit down and think about where the money comes from and how much we need to go find. And so there's a lot packed in here. Money is a huge part of it. And I think that we need to follow the money, as they say, in many different directions. Well, the, the state opted out of supporting housing uh, uh, for higher education after the 60s. And uh, so uh, the, uh, the idea of searching for private funding uh, became necessary, uh, but and it's it can get pretty complicated in terms of what are the indebted, what's the debt load that a campus is permitted to carry, and and how housing figures into the debt load. All of those things are subject to review. There are rules that need to be reexamined. Perhaps uh, there could be a bond measure. I mean, there's all kinds there, of routes. Well, there there are a number of different ways. There are a lot of different routes yeah, could be examined. But, but in any event, um, I'm I'm glad to hear what what you're saying, uh, better housing for F-O-R or the number for better housing? F-O-R letters. F-O-R-U-C-S-B. Dot org. And, uh, dot org is where you can join CHAMP. And therefore, I presume once you're sent that in, uh, you'll be getting 
news from Champ about what you can do and what's going on with the, with all of this. Uh, and I, I would imagine you're even trying to raise money. I would bet that's in your mind. We've just finalized our fiscal sponsorship. And so we'll be putting a donation link up on our website uh, within the week. Great. And by the way, you mentioned that SBCAN, Santa Barbara County Action Network, is one of, was one of the sponsors of, of the Campbell Hall event. And we, we've been working on we because I'm the chair of that. So I better make that very clear that uh, none of this was an unbiased interview. It was uh, <laughs> part of this cause, but that's no secret from the community, I don't think. So anyway, uh, we're very glad that we've been able to make this linkage between these various groups. So Deb Callahan is is who we're listening to and been talking with. She's been the spark plug and generator of CHAMP. CHAMP needs spark plugs and generators, but now it's ongoing, we hope. Thank you, Deb, for um, your work on all of this nationally and on the environmental movement and, and here now in particular, a very concrete application of the principles and values that we need to see implemented if the planet is to be saved. Appreciate very much getting to know you and being able to talk with you on air here at KCSB. So thanks to you and thanks to you for listening, folks. Thank you so much.